You're listening to Around Comics. Listening to Around Comics, episode four hundred and forty-three. I am mystery, mystery, mystery episode, mystery episode. episode. Uh, yeah, because we didn't really. I just ran out of time and didn't have any. <laughs> uh, a little behind behind the behind the scenes uh, here, uh, sharing how the sausage is made. If you ever see the words mystery episode, it means we have no idea. What exactly, we're talk we have. About. We're just we're just gonna. I actually um, free round. Hey, I do want to mention, uh, before we get too far into things, thanks to all of our Patreon patrons. We really do, of course, always appreciate uh, you guys supporting the show. We know you know, we've been a little lackadaisical in some of the bonus content lately, but um, one of the things we did change recently is that you do get the episodes three days early, uh, and they are ad-free, so that's one thing of being a patron. Um, as much as we're trying to produce additional bonus content, sometimes we just kind of run out of time. But oh, speaking of, we actually had a new Patreon uh, sign up, a new member, Brian Perry. Thank you, Brian Perry, for signing up. Brian Perry. You know Brian Perry? No. Oh, uh, yeah. Thank you, Brian Perry, for signing up. I don't think so. If I do, then he's going to be really mad. Thank you anyway for, for signing up for Patreon. We appreciate it. So we can jump right into this conversation of AI. AI is everywhere. Everybody's talking about AI, especially in the art world, but I have been experimenting with say some AI um, in various ways. Uh, one of which is uh, writing podcast episode descriptions um, because it's just like one of those things that I have to do all the time. And I just don't want to take the time to really like try and craft something. So uh, the episode description for this episode was actually created by AI. And I'll, I'll tell you what I wrote as the prompt. And okay. then uh, the, I'll read you what, what it, so it was right. I, I said, I told it to write an exciting podcast description about a, uh, about comic books where three guys don't know what they're going to talk about. <laughs> and this is what it came back with, which I thought was pretty fucking good. It said, uh, well, it said, welcome to the comic book guys, which is not the right name, but uh, podcast mm. where three friends come together to talk about all things comics. In each episode, Chris, Sal and Tom will dive into the latest and greatest in the world of comics. But here's the catch. They don't know what they're going to talk about until they hit the record button. Join them as they discuss their favorite characters, storylines and creators, as well as their thoughts on the latest comic book news and rumors. You never know what they'll come up with. So tune in for a wild ride through the world of comics. Jesus Christ. So, so we've talked about it before. I'm a, I'm an art director, marketing person is what I do for a living. I would pay for that fucking copy. I, I'm telling you for <laughs> me, like, you know, the fact that we just, we, you know, we do this podcast, we do film force five podcasts and 
it's just something where it's like, ah, you know, we don't take it that seriously, but it is time consuming yeah. and stuff. Sure. And you want it, and it, and you want it to be good. You, you still want to put out quality, even if it's not your your absolutely job. want to put. It, and now I could sit down and write something, and and you know, and I have for years, for fucking literally over have, a decade, yeah. been writing. You know, and but it's like, uh, you know, just. I've been using this for like the last month writing all the podcast episodes for film force five. And, and sometimes it works out. Okay. And sometimes you have to change it, but just as a starter, it's pretty good. This one, I was like, well, shit, that's better than I'm going to write it. Like, right. That's like grammatic. I was expecting like, no. like the, like the English to Chinese translator. Yeah. It's you like, know? wow. That is, that is shockingly shocking. And the road. And the robots are coming. Yeah, I think of uh, the three of us. Tom is in trouble. He's a copywriter, and yeah, he's, yeah, fucked. he's fucked. The, people are not going to pay for copywriting any longer. When you can get something like that, uh, yeah. you know, for for essentially free from a fucking robot. Yeah. Um, yeah, co- co- copy copywriters are this generation's font designers. Yeah, it, it, and it is. That's the thing, you know. I mean, everybody. I know everybody's sort of freaking out about um, the AI art uh, uh, because of you know the, the, there was a really popular um, uh, app Lenza.ai that everybody's using to create. You know, it's for like twelve bucks, and you can create a hundred custom, like artistically rendered. Uh, avatars of yourself you upload you know a dozen pictures mm-hmm. and and then it renders all these cool and i, I have to admit they're they're, they're fucking cool they're, they're really cool yeah. i mean it's it's but the way i look at it you know and a lot, i know a lot of people in the comic industry are certainly leery and scared of it um our friend scotty young had a, a nice post on his Substack about it where he essentially said something along the lines of you know i don't just draw pictures i say things with pictures yeah he's a storyteller and that's the difference between you know and and he and he also pointed out like you've been competing against the same thing for for years like you go to a comic book show and you see a bunch of booths where people are selling prints of stuff that they basically ripped off from other artists so it's like you're never not going to have something like that where people are looking for cheaper easier ways to get things uh you know it's always going to be the case but um yeah, it, it is interesting. I don't, you know, some of the stuff I've seen has been pretty cool. Would I ever buy it? No. I, you know, it's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, I might pay $9.99 for a bunch of avatars of myself, um, which I did do. Would you like to see some of the results? Some of the, I, uh, <laughs> it's the only reason I showed up. <laughs> and then I have another, before we, if we, you know, we can talk about this more, but I have another, um, uh, let's see. I got to see if I can find these, but yeah, I think, you know, AI is, uh, I think it's here, it's here for sure. It's here. Um, it's, it's, it's not gonna, uh, <sighs> it, it, it's, it, it is the double-edged sword that technology makes our lives easier and technology will, will replace different different professions it's why we don't have like professional bleeders anymore like there used to be like people that would come to your house when you're sick and they would bleed you you know it's and 
technology advanced and the i don't know any professional bleeders anymore right yeah that's just thing i mean things yeah. change and you have to you have to yeah. kind of change with it it's just the way mm-hmm. that it's gonna be but um yeah i don't know i mean I, i'm sure that there are people that are going to you know unfortunately lose work because of some of this stuff but um, what i always find and you know because you know we've both been in design and the creative you know marketing end of 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 companies. And what I've always found when, when technology emerges and it starts to, to squeeze people out, it squeezes out the, the low and maybe into the middle of, of those industries. The people that are good at what they do will always find a place. They'll always find a home. And yeah, is it, you know, it's like whenever major league baseball contracted the, the minor league systems, like two years ago, you know, COVID gave them the excuse to do something that they had wanted to do for a really long time, which was dissolve a bunch of, of minor league franchises. And did it, did it suck? Yeah. But they were all like a, and, and, you know, below a level leagues. It's, it's going to squeeze out the, 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 the low end. Yeah. You know? uh, I'm trying to find these. Sorry. I uploaded them. Oh, that's fine. Uh, and so I'm just trying yeah. to locate them. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's weird because, you know, I buy creative assets all the time. It's and I, I've been a professional photographer uh, before. And yeah, does it does it weird me out whenever I can have a uh, $30 a month subscription to Adobe stock? And that gives me like 10 high res professionally taken photos yeah. out of a library of of millions of photographs and I can do it for $30 a month. That's great for me whenever I need a specific image, but for like the professional photographer out there, I mean it's total commodity product. Yeah, and we talked about this, I mean, I, you know, years ago we talked about this sort of thing um when it comes to uh uh fonts um uh you know, and all, uh, all these other sort of things, assets, illustrations. I remember, you know, when we would, when like the CD discs of thousands of clip art things were coming out and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's all the same. I mean, for, and you know, the truth is it's like, I've used plenty of it over the years. I've used all sorts yeah, of those gigantic CD catalogs of clip art. I mean, that was your, that was your, that was your bread and butter. If you needed to hack something out quick, right, right? Uh, now it's, now it's a Google search. Well, God damn it. I can't seem to get this to work. Right. Um, hold on a second. Where? Oh, just show them on your phone. Yeah. Well, that'll be good enough. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll just show them on my phone. Um, Right, Sean Wheatley just said CDs of clip art. Ha ha ha. So here's here's one. I, I remember. So I, yeah. So I, I use this Lenza.ai, and I was like, okay, and it 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 it's like twelve bucks or something to get a hundred avatars, and so I did it, and it's like, okay, upload ten to twenty photographs, selfies of yourself, and so I go on my phone and I'm trying to do it, and first thing is I don't have ten to twenty selfies of myself. I had to literally take pictures of myself. Uh, oh, funny. with my phone to, to use. Um, but some of the results are pretty funny. This is maybe my favorite. I, you know, I love this one. This is, this is me. This is sort of like, <laughs> dude, you, you know what you look like? You look like a fucking, uh, uh, cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> right. Character. Yeah. It's definitely, it's <laughs> definitely a, a, a video game character. 
this yeah, one was this was man. like a sort of samurai esque. I thought that was yeah. kind of cute. That that's like your Matrix Kung Fu. Here's, that one I kind of like. That just that's a little Charlie Sheen. Little Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Charlie Sheen. I am winning. I am winning. You are winning. <laughs> that that is such a tender profile picture. <laughs> That's amazing. Some of them are pretty fun. Oh, here's one. I, me playing a guitar with a leather jacket. You know, a little Johnny Cash action. Um, it's like the computerized version of Fantasy Island, man. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, most of them are just like, you know, I mean, it's, it's just like a little sexier me. You know, it's just kind of like, yeah, Yeah. uh, that's cool stuff. It might even make me look like. Like not a, a total. Deeper. I kind of like that one. Yeah, you know, there you that's, go. Nice. That's uh, yeah, that's a very. Um, I'm trying to think of the video game. Yeah, for that sure. That's. Be, I mean, that's essentially yeah. what they are. Is just like they take you and then sort of, you know, render it. Oh, Nick Nick Lindsay has a has an interesting question, and my answer is no. Uh, he asked, "Did you guys see the Thundercats um, IA produced movie art?" Uh no, I did not. Or AI. I did not find. Is that was that um was that the last movie that came out, or is that something that was just sort of like uh someone did and posted online? We'll be back after a quick break. Do you ever wish you could sit in on a conversation with some of your favorite authors and listen to them talk about their writing process, their path to publication? And of course, their newest novels. Hi, I'm Marissa Meyer, best-selling author of The Lunar Chronicles, and I would love for you to check out the Happy Writer podcast, where every week I talk with other writers about books, craft, inspiration, and how to bring a little more joy into our lives. The Happy Writer is available wherever you get your podcasts, or find us on Instagram at Happy Writer Podcast. Yeah, I don't know if it was if it was a fan film or not or or not. Speaking of fan films, I've been watching a lot. I, I went down a YouTube uh, rabbit hole. Oh, here I'm watching a lot of the Star Wars uh, fan films, and some of them are really good. The, yeah, I've. I mean, I haven't. Wa- I haven't spent a whole lot of time looking into this stuff, but uh, you know, I've seen a couple. I mean, I remember the one of you know which was the uh, Troopers. You know, which was the the years ago they did that was the play yeah, on cops the funny one yeah. but, but it was so good like it was so excellent oh, they're yeah, they're terrific perfect, yeah. i mean that's the thing yeah. gary is it gary yeah <laughs> gary the stormtrooper uh so. but yeah very very cool um uh fan stuff i mean that's the thing like in this day and age with i mean the technology you have in your fucking phone the camera the you know, an iPhone's cameras are so good, you can make a movie that's pretty oh. unbelievable. Oh, the, quality. the post-production stuff. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you. I mean, look, technology is awesome. We are broadcasting this right now live worldwide to tens of tens of people. To, to, no, hey, hey, we are in the. I found out according to Buzzsprout, we are in the top ten percent of podcasts. Or something like that on our with our download numbers, we are in the top. Oh, yeah, really? the, yeah. Whenever like ninety percent, maybe 
podcast pr- produced two episodes. Yeah. Well, you know, you don't have to put that into context. It is really- <laughs> no out of context. This is great. So, oh, before we get off the AI thing, I, I did want to read. Yeah, so, oh, no, yeah, it's, it's, one other prompt that I did. So, I wrote. This is the prompt I, I did. Write a story in the style of Alan Moore about three podcasters named Chris, Sal, and Tom that accidentally get superpowers and are not sure what to do with them. And this is the story of those three podcasters. Oh, God. It's not very much in Alan Moore. So it's the, it, do it in your Alan Moore. It, well, it's, it's not really written in that. I think it kind of skipped over the Alan Moore part. But it, there's another story out there that I actually wanted to mention in regards. To, but here's the story. So Chris, Sal, and Tom were just three regular guys who loved to podcast about their favorite superhero comics they never thought they'd actually have the opportunity to become superheroes themselves but one day while recording their latest episode they were hit by a strange energy wave that gave them each unique superpowers chris could now control fire sal could manipulate metal and tom could fly at first they were excited about their newfound abilities and couldn't wait to test them out but as they started to experiment they quickly realized that they had no idea how to use their powers properly Chris accidentally set a trash can on fire while trying to ignite a cigarette. (laughs) (laughs) Sal ended up bending a metal signpost into a pretzel, and Tom crashed into a lamppost while trying to fly. They quickly realized that they needed to learn how to control their powers and decided to seek out a mentor who could teach them how to use them responsibly. After much, if it's Suntress, I'm out. If it's Suntress, I'm fucking out. <laughs> After much searching, they found an old superhero named the Sage. It wasn't that. Was that like from uh, uh, Mystery Men? Was it? What was the old? Was he wasn't? I, I need to watch that movie again. It's uh, he agreed to train them. He taught them how to harness their powers and use them for good. Chris, Sal, and Tom soon became known as. The podcasters and use their powers for, to protect their city from evil villains. Worst, worst super group name ever. Yeah. But as their powers grew, so did the challenges they faced. They had to learn how to work together and to rely on each other in order to overcome their enemies. In the end, they became true superheroes, using their powers to make the world a better place and fulfilling their childhood dreams of being like the superheroes they admired. There you go. There's an AI written story about us. Once again, not fucking not bad. Terrible. Like I don't think anybody's paying for that story, but you know, for, for you know, a- it's it, it's funny because um, the other story I saw on this, and I know that I know that artists are artists are always afraid of of how they're going to make money and if something is going to get in, you know take take revenue streams away because that they're constantly trying to to sell their their creations and i understand the fear involved in that and and i'm very sympathetic to it here's another weird one that people and we talked about copywriters and the copywriting industry um how easy would it be to use uh uh ai uh to write a term paper now oh yeah that's a really good point i wonder if that's how college essays they're like there's really no point in having college essays as as you know a a bona fide right yeah that's a good point because i mean yeah i would imagine it's pretty simple uh i i know that people are like writing scripts like finishing scripts and stuff uh with them with ai and which is interesting but 
Yeah, it. I mean, it's definitely going to change some things. It's it's um, it's different. I'm just trying to decide: Do I use the? What will happen whenever we use these horseless carriages? Yeah. What will happen? What will happen to the to the horse the horse farmer? Well, that's. Right. I mean, that's a. I, I mean, that is a. I don't know that that is necessarily a equivalent. You know what I mean? Because. The world, same idea. same idea. I get what you're trying to say, but the the danger of it is, is you know, the between like AI and deep fakes and online security mm -hmm. issues. I mean, we're it's going to get more and more difficult to like prove who you are or who you aren't. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. what? Oh, yeah, what? Sure. I mean, uh, you know, the next time I, if I ever need to write a, a fucking, you know. Uh, resume letter you know what do you think i'm how do you think i'm going to do that you know it's like i'm going to go to ai and ha have it help me write a, a perfectly scripted resume and so how do you judge if someone's a good writer anymore or someone's a good you know it's like i i've always been a pretty decent copywriter you know it's a skill, it's a skill that you have to build and in, in that kind of thing but yeah now everybody sort of is able to do that it, yeah i don't know it it, it all it, there's a lot of implications for sure about it yeah. I, i'm just trying to decide do i use this as my i mean this should be my <laughs> so that's awesome. got it's, gotta, it's be. gotta be my profile pick yeah. right now right like that has, that has yeah. to be how do profile. i not yeah we got how do i not use that that's my profile pick everywhere from now on yeah yeah if uh, next time i see you on on uh, your playstation network if that's not your avatar <laughs> i'm gonna be really i mean that's not that far off for me come on i mean uh you know I, wait let's see it again. Uh, other than the chest tattoos and you know the <laughs> yeah sh yeah sure right yeah it's not too far off it's not that far off come on you know it's a it's an old pick it's from years ago when i was in good shape right no, I know. I knew you years ago. You're in better shape now. <laughs> I'm definitely using that as my profile pic, though. No question. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I think that's essentially where it's going to, you know, like this kind of thing. Oh, am I going to go pay an artist to do that for me so I can use it as my yeah. profile pic? No, I would never pay anyone oh. to do that. But but you weren't going to do that before. No, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. I was never. Well, that, that's that's where you know, that's where it gets a little weird for me. It's, you know, it's, it's the whole, um, pirating comics debate. It's like, you know, it's like if the, if, and I, it's wrong and I understand that and I'm not justifying anything, but you know, I think the math gets really fuzzy and they're like, Oh, there were, you know, 10,000 of my comics were downloaded. So that's, you know, $30,000 that I lost. It's like, yeah, but all 10,000 of those people if they didn't have the opportunity, right. to they weren't going to, right. They weren't going to go. Yeah. That's a, it is an interesting sort of, yeah. I don't know. So you can, you can, you can have some really soft numbers on stuff like that. When people start talking about, you know, how much, you know, AI art has cost them. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like, it probably has, I mean, I'm sure there will be times where that is the case where, um, you know, someone's, someone is going to lose out on art or uh, on sure. dollars because of it. I'm rethinking my copywriter budget right now. That's what I mean. Like it's a weird, yeah. uh, what? but, but I think importantly for comics, Scotty's point is, is really what we should focus on. Um, being a, a, a good wrist doesn't mean 
that you're a great storyteller and this is a storytelling medium yeah and i and you know yeah professional illustrators um for like you know magazine illustration and that kind of stuff yeah it's gonna kill those guys it's gonna kill those guys the like single panel illustration yeah it's gonna wipe it's gonna wipe them out it's not gonna do that to comics creators because there's yeah too much crap imagine though yeah. like you know here's the thing i mean yeah you put your you put your idea you put your pitch into the ai writer and then you take you know write a script about this and then you take the ai script and you plug it into an ai you know Art, visual yeah. you know, generator and you buy basically a nug a seed of an idea create a comic so you know, will that happen so i mean legitimately that is not far off in fact so i you know, Film Force Five, the new podcast we started doing. I I've been trying to find ways to sort of promote it more and get it out there. It's hard. It's harder and harder to ever promote a podcast. And TikTok was sort of the one of the you know things I I was playing around with, doing little videos, that kind of thing. But I was also sort of researching like different marketing and way, ways that people. And I mean, there are this is how people that produce content producers. Um, a lot of, this is how some of them will do it. And they, this is how they produce so much because it's not about, it's not really about qual. It's not about quality. It's about quantity when it comes to the internet. That's the problem. It's, it's not, yeah, so, it, 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 it's, it's how much you pump out there every fucking day. You, you're pumping content, yeah, creation. content creation. So because there are so many bosses that are like, I want Twitter posts going out every three hours. Well, it's not just bosses. It's schedule. everybody, anybody that's promoting anything, you yeah. know what I mean? But um, so I, I saw this video, this guy basically explaining how he does it. And he, he has a very popular YouTube video or YouTube channel. And um, what he does is he will search for something that is popular, like topical that day. He'll find a video of that. He will take the YouTube video. He will put it into an AI program that will transcribe it he takes that and puts it into another ai program that rewrites it then he takes that and he produces a video with ai video and he hasn't done any fucking work and then he produces and, and that's how he's producing stuff every single day he's not he's He's and, just taking other people's work. And how much does he make on YouTube? Oh, it's insane. Like you don't, yeah, I don't even like millions of dollars. Like that's, that's what I mean. Like it's, it's, he's not producing anything. He's just remixing, Where we go wrong, remixing now? it. Where did we go wrong? <laughs> Why we should have been, we, we should have dropped any scruples that we had years ago and, and just been like, if you churn out as much garbage as humanly possible, yeah. people will consume it. It is McDonald's. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, I can't. I just can't quite bring myself to do it. I just um, right. Yeah, yeah. As much as like it's a pain in the ass, and and not to say like we're some moral high ground of of no, but but our, our yeah, we, we try to make quality yeah. stuff. Like we try to yeah, make yeah, you know yeah. quality. We we put thought into everything that we do. You know, even mm -hmm. even like tonight, like the idea that we really didn't have anything set to talk about we were kind of looking for maybe a guest you know it was sort of a last minute thing tom got sick and you know and it's but it's still like 
you both you and I both came to this table like with things to talk about and ideas yeah, and absolutely. thoughts because we don't you know it's like we're we're trying to produce something of quality um but from well at the, at the base level it's it's our chance each week to talk to you know a friend that shares you know like you know hobbies and and that's really the big thing is like i am you know actually um um, interested in what you think about things. I want to, if I, if I find something that I really like, um, I want to let you know about it. And if we're both, you know, consuming it, you know, that's one of the great things about, about podcasts is that you get to share that stuff. And and that's the draw of podcasts is that you get to hear people that have similar, um, you know, similar entertainment appetites, you know, talk about things that you're interested in. I mean, that's, I think from now on, the, we just, we just like take cartoonist Cape babes, YouTube videos. I'm going to retranscribe them in an AI. <laughs> and then that's what we'll talk about. And then we'll just, you know, that's the, I think that what would be interesting. You know, what would be funny is if we went back and, you know, did that to like some of our like mid one hundreds, <laughs> the ones that people liked <laughs> and just, yeah, just kind of like, you know, throw them in a blender and return them. Yeah. Right. Just do them all over again. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't be the worst yeah. idea. Uh, yes. Uh, so, uh, there was another uh, last thing on the AI. Um, hmm. there was a story on bleeding cool. Um, uh, how it looks like this copy is already being used in the comic book industry. This, these programs are already being used in the, in the, um, comic book industry by people that are writing, copy uh marketing copy about comics there's a there's a story where um there's a uh rob liefeld had a publicist Mm -hmm. thing come out about a book that he's doing and alan moore did one as well and they're almost identical (laughs) in the story in the description it's like oh i wonder if ai wrote both of these (laughs) of course absolutely Absolutely. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting read. Uh, but um, you know, Wayne Wayne Masso uh, has uh, a comment. He says that the you know the world has become so superficial uh, that your know, quality really doesn't matter anymore. And you know, I would in in mass media consumption, yeah. But you know, it's the older that that I've gotten, um, and this is certainly it's like being able to afford you know, doing, doing this, but, you know, we try and pick an artist every year to, to, to buy art from, for our house. And it's, you know, everything from, you know, abstract oil painters and, um, you know, friends I used to work with Justin Miller, go to justinmillerart.com. He's awesome. Um, you know, we value original art and things that are unique. And I think a lot of people, value uniqueness um so that stuff isn't dead yeah you, you know support those people support them i think yeah i mean i think you know i think the the further we get away from it the more people try and hold on to it as well and it, it'll like you said i think the masses it's always going to be like this you know this is a very superficial thing of like my avatar it's like whatever i'll, I'll you know oh i don't know maybe if you sell it as an nft yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know, man. I I will bid three dollars for that as an NFT. NFT, and I don't even know what an NFT is. <laughs> uh, it, it's going to be interesting. Um, mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, it's just a weird, I don't know. It, it, I mean, there's always going to be opportunities for people to take advantage of things. And, you know, like I said, in, in the art world, in the comic book world, it's not like, um, this hasn't, this sort of thing hasn't been going on forever. And, and once again, Scotty talked about this in his blog post about, um, the fact that, you know, it's like, he's had to contact companies that other comic book companies that their cover is a ripoff of one of his almost traced. They just changed the fucking characters, that kind of thing. And it's like, yeah. so, you know, you're, this isn't new. This isn't anything new. You're always going to have people. People have been aping other people for, I, I would say, I would say at some point, some caveman turned around and said, motherfucker, that painting is an absolute ripoff of mine. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it would have been more guttural and less, you know, English, but you know, the sentiment would have been there. Here's a funny enough. Here's um, Clayton Henry, the comic book artist just posted mm -hmm. on yeah. Twitter. Um, here's a colorist that I'll probably never work with again. He's promoting AI images that will put a lot of illustrators out of work. Illustrators whose hard work has been used for the very data he's using to show off. Unbelievable. And it was, um, uh, Alejandro Sanchez that did like a Superman AI art, um, you know, and he's just sort of, it's like, I guess he's promoting it, but he's just, you know, he's playing with it. He's playing with a new medium and, yeah. and showing it off. So it's like, yeah, I, I, I mean, I know a lot of people, people are going to be about Yeah, sure. I mean, people are going to be angry about it and it's like, yeah, I, I I get it, and and there's a whole conversation of like uh, prompts, you know. That's that's a thing that's a weird thing now. Like, oh, so you know, the prompt is whatever you type into the search engine or into the AI, and oh, so sure. yeah. there's already like AI artists, quote unquote, that are like arguing they you know protecting their prompts because you know, whatever they cleverly are putting into the AI, that's what's generating the art and they don't want that stolen or they don't. And it's like, that's dude, but you're idea. stealing, like everything you're doing is stealing art. They, like they don't want their, they don't want their stolen art to be. Yeah, stolen. exactly. They don't want, they don't want their stolen yeah. art to be. Yeah. It's, it's the end times, man. Uh, it's, it's going to be interesting seeing. Yeah, Joe Guzik says, uh, Greg land. I mean, do you think we'll see like in our lifetime an AI I mean, I could see like a comic book, you, AI produced comic sure. book. You could absolutely, yeah. you know, because yeah. I'd check it out. It'd, I'd be like, I'd be like, can I tell the difference? And there's enough formula comic book writers and artists out there. I'll tell you. Well, won't. think about this though. It'll, 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 it'll kind of hit the mark. How do you feel about this? So say, you know, like I'm a shitty artist. Like I've been drawing my whole life, but I'm not a very particularly good artist. I can draw a to a certain degree but I don't have the skills to be a comic book artist. Um, but part of that is because like, I just don't have the skills of like perspective and dynamic and, you know, uh, anatomy and all the things that make a good comic book artist. Um, right. But say like, I take a picture of myself, like say I have a comic book script and mm -hmm. <clears throat> I hope I'm not giving anyone ideas, but I can't imagine I'd be the only person to think of this, but say I have a comic book script and it calls for, you know, these, the sequence of action. And instead of going and, and, and looking on the internet for like, um, photo reference, which everybody bitches about anyway, I take pictures of myself in the poses that I think would work 
Then I run it through an AI and it generates like, you know, stylized versions of these pictures. And then I take those pictures and I create actual art out of them. You know, I actually sit, I don't, I don't just use that and print that, but I use that as reference then for my drawings because maybe it gives me, is that. It's not, it's not that, it's not that big of a stretch. Um, here's a question. Is Fumetti comics? Oh, that's a, that's a, yeah. Right. And is that, I mean, well, I, yeah, I mean, it's sequential storytelling. You're writing, you're taking the pictures generally. You're not stealing them, although I'm sure there has been in the past plenty of that kind of thing because it's spoof right like it's unprotected under i don't think that fumetti is spoof i think that fumetti is is a is a different expression of sequential storytelling you're just using pictures instead of drawn pictures no but i'm saying like i think there's been i'm sure over the years there's been fumetti where someone's using someone else's copyrighted pictures copyrighted yeah not 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 just taking their own oh there there's a terrible um far-right conservative um cartoonist um who all all he does is is take um calvin and hobbes comics and 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 wipe the word balloons out and rewrite them with a with like terrible conservative and he's very popular oh jesus god very he should die that person should die he should die he should fucking (laughs) die of a rare incurable painful (laughs) disease um uh yeah so you know it's yeah, it's weird because we always we always come back to our core statement of is it good storytelling? And that's man, that's a sticky. Yeah, wicket, right? that's is it, is it? Tell you what, that was pretty good fucking marketing company. I, I'm going to tell you this much. I, you know, you know that I've I've been trying to write for as long as you've known me, and my bit one of my biggest problems. You write good stuff. Yeah, but I don't ever finish anything. And yeah, that's yeah. something that I am absolutely going to look at AI and see what that can do, you know, like plotting, uh, get you over. Yeah, I ha- yeah, exactly. Like if I, you know, getting stuck somewhere, just like producing ideas or like, where should this go? Where would this story go? You know what I mean? Can you fucking imagine if Stan Lee had this? <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> Holy God. He would just put in prompts. I mean, that was basically what he was doing anyway. He was feeding prompts right. to the Jack Kirby AI. Jack All right, Kirby Jack. Uh, we got Spider-Man. AI. He's going to be in the shitty. Him and MJ has He's got a, a job in her. teenager. Give me a story. And then the Jack would produce it like an AI machine. That's exactly what the jack was the first ai <laughs> ai comic book artist. that's right all right jack it's the fantastic four and shub namor and uh you know shub namor comes out from the ocean and uh he uh he's gonna he's gonna he goes to the opera and uh sue and uh is at the opera her and uh and it's, it's give me a story <laughs> masterpiece <Right. laughs> <laughs> cornerstone of of 60s culture here you go right who knows man? i mean i'm definitely going to keep playing with ai more on the writing stuff the art stuff i don't but i could see like the writing stuff is is i see the writing stuff as being a more dangerous to professional copywriters because that shit is good and more just more useful you know like practical practically useful 
you know, I know there's a big, I'm going to pay for a fucking avatar market out there somewhere that I'm not aware of. Um, yeah, the AI art, it, it's not there yet. The copywriting, that's that's what people, writers should be worried about. Well, but I think it's like anything else. And as we said, you know, like the evolution of it, like, well, if you're a writer and think of it this way, you have two people. One of them is not a writer. One of them is a writer mm -hmm. and they both need to produce copy for an ad yeah. and they both use AI and as a starting point. And the guy who's not a writer just copies and pastes that AI cop you know mm -hmm. into into and the other guy takes it and go well i'm gonna add a little bit here i'm gonna edit it i'm gonna make i'm gonna use my skills to improve it it you know it, at that point it's yeah. just a tool it's not it, it's a starting yeah. point and it also as you said and i'm not gonna name names gail simone um was not able to, to i think stay on a writing schedule that was that was when she was very popular and i think dc saw that and they tried to put her on more and more books you know it's i think gail gail tops out at like two books a month is like a, a good sweet spot for her and they had her on on four books i think and she just i don't think was able to keep that schedule that's not that's not a a, a smackdown tony moore talks about you know he he can't physically draw a monthly book it's not it just it's not his process. Would AI help right. someone like, like Gail Simone to be like, help flush things, just move things faster? And that's what I mean. It doesn't, it's not replacing her ability as a writer. It's just a tool. And how do you use that tool? So the mm -hmm. same thing, it's like, if, if you're worried that you're going to be replaced by AI as an artist or a writer, then you need to figure out how to use AI to stay ahead of that curve. Because mm -hmm. it's yeah. not like you can't use it. it I don't think... I don't think there's an artist or a writer out there that couldn't 18 RR Martin. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like in some way, whether it's, I don't know. I, I mean, it'll be more yeah. interesting as this develops, but it's, it's moving. I mean, that's the scary thing. It's moving very quickly. You know, this technology that's what always scares me, you know, the, whenever you, you um, watch like the really scary, like episodes of Nova <laughs> and they're like, and they talk about AI the 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 danger of ai is that it will it will hit a point in its growth pattern where it will then grow exponentially uh yeah i mean and when I, it I, yeah, when it hits when it hits the exponential growth cycle that's when the robots come to kill us <laughs> i don't i don't think i think we're I think we're a little ways off from that. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if these little chat bots are going to necessarily, uh, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm telling you it's, that's when, the, that's when our robot, it's, oh, hey. there's once it hits that exponential growth and it says, no, no, the, we have to build, we have to, you do realize that, you know, uh, those are sci-fi movies. They're not based on reality or technological understanding of, of how AI works. So just keep that in mind. It may not be quite as clear cut as that, but who knows? I've watched a lot, watched a lot, a of, lot of dystopian <laughs> movies, Sal. Watch a lot of Black Mirror, man. Uh, Whenever I saw those fucking dog robots out of MIT, I was like, have you not watched this episode? I mean, the funny thing is, is... <laughs> 
so I, I spend too much time on social media now, but, uh, and, and more so on like, uh, Instagram and TikTok. I, I don't spend nearly that much time on, on Twitter, but, um, yeah. but videos, you know, I, 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 the, the, the algorithms are so good that it's like, they just feed you stuff that I'm interested in. Once you sort of start liking certain things, it just, you yeah. know, the algorithm just feeds you things that you like. That's, the, the 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 good yeah bad. it's that it gets you into a little bit of an echo chamber but it's also kind of like you're you know cultivating you know your interest but, so you we watched uh, we could talk about it but you, you watched wednesday right did you watch i am on episode four okay I'm, this is one i'm savoring a little bit so i don't know what episode it is there's a part where she's she does it she dances the, I've heard about yeah. the dance, haven't seen it. And, and so, Please. like, in the last two days, I've seen probably 40 videos of people replicating the dance. And sure. it's like, I I watch it and I'm like, okay, I, I guess that's kind of cool, but it's the same sort of thing. You're just, you didn't create it. You didn't do it first. You're just doing something someone cooler than you already did. And yeah. I don't know why, like, I don't know what you don't need, but it's like, it's yeah. kind of the same. It's weird. It's yeah. Weird. It's... And people have people, a lot of people have a lot of spare time. Yeah. Uh, I, I will, I will tell you though, Jenna Ortega is, I won't say she is, I'll say, I'll be surprised if she is not a superstar. Well, uh, yeah, she was, I mean, I was more than ready to hate her. Um, as a, you know, as we talked about last week, uh, you know, a long time Adams family fan of the comics yeah, and devotee. yeah, devotee. And the, I, I did enjoy the movies, the show, of course, you know, going when I was a kid, but, um, so I, and I didn't really know much about Jenna Ortega other than she was young. Uh, and that your son's in love. Yeah. With my her. son is in love with her. And, and, um, <laughs> uh, and so I instantly wanted to hate her. Um, and I didn't, I mean, she was very good. She's very, very good. And, and, yeah. um, uh, yeah. So I, yeah, she's yeah. going to be in a movie, uh, coming out in January that I don't know if I want to see it or not. It looks, I mean, it looks like one of those like Oscar movies, but it's called the fallout and it's from the perspective of, of, of kids who survive, a a, a mass shooting in a in a high oh, school. Good God! There was just a shooting. So, like, a cop just got shot, uh, like uh, right by my gym the other day. No, today, yeah. today actually. Sorry. Yeah, pl the, police the, officer was just a lot dead. No, he's alive. Uh, yeah, it was okay. a it was an armed robbery. They went to stop two okay. suspects. One uh, there was a shootout, uh, evidently, and one of the officers was shot. The one of the suspects was shot, and the other one they both were captured. So. And I believe the I believe the police officer is going to be okay. I, hopefully, good. Yeah, good. But um, yeah, I and Jenna Ortega is is awesome. She's going to be a superstar, man. I've liked all the stuff I've seen her in so far. So well, I certainly liked her in yeah. Wednesday. 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 Um, can I talk about some Star Wars? Sure. Walter Simonson, Star Wars. Um, so for the YouTube crowd, uh, you can see I've got the um, absolute edition of the Walter Simonson Star Wars uh, with Tom Palmer 
the artist edition. Uh, IDW, uh, I jumped on their Black Friday sale and picked this uh, butte up for 60 bucks. Oh, is that my Christmas present? Because I know you just shop for your friends and family during Black Friday. You don't you don't family. just shop for yourself uh, all the time. No, it's I shop for myself all the time. Um, <sighs> this thing is awesome, dude. It's awesome. It's great. This is this is a young uh, Walt Simonson. It's this is I think before the um, the Alien um, uh, adaptation uh, that he did. Uh, and certainly before Thor. So you really, it's, I like it because you can look at this next to the original art of the, uh, his mighty Thor run. If you have that artist edition and you can kind of see his evolution as an artist, he's still amazing in this. And it's, it's everything you want in an artist edition from that era with, you can read it. It's got, it's hand lettered, um, fantastic Tom Palmer inks and just all of the notes and white out and zip a tone. It's that era of artist edition is awesome. I love it. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, it's like, I love the, the, uh, Mignola, um, Hellboy one just cause you get to see the ink work, but it's all computerized word balloons. So these are awesome because you actually do get, you know, storytelling i i i don't know that i ever um read the that uh um star wars the the walter simons uh david michelini i think wrote a lot of them that simonson drew uh i think louise may have been the the editor on it um they're cheesy early (laughs) 1980s star wars stories that honestly a lot of it probably isn't canon at this point but there there's a few things that that are canon um they love uh the lando calrissian stories they and and walt he draws a mean uh um uh billy d williams (laughs) i uh i will wait for the um ai art artist edition one of, one of those oh, <laughs> i don't oh, I, I have a closet full of gigantic books you know, that i never look at i'm not buying any more giant hard, hard, I, hardcover books so here's the thing if you remember when these things first came out it was it was like a they'd come out with like three a year it was like one a quarter maybe and they were they were like exciting releases stuff it was you know john ramita amazing spider-man you know original pages that you're not gonna see yeah because they're all bought up right they're this, the, that art does not exist in the in the open market anymore um and then they started kind of cranking them out and you're like oh yeah i'm gonna pass on that one i don't you know whenever they first started coming out i was like oh i'm getting fucking all of these they have like a hundred of them now and it's you know it's like as awesome as the walt simonson star wars one is that's not one that you would be shocked if you went to um a comic book convention and found one of those pages available for purchase right uh yeah probably not i don't know i mean yeah they're probably out in the world you know a little bit um yeah but i kind of pick and choose now i may buy one of these a year I would like to get more of the EC ones, but you want to talk about gigantic books. 
this thing, this thing is a big fucking book. I mean, these are 11 by 17 pages plus. Right. I mean, it's oversized, over oversized. The, the EC comic ones are huge. Do you have any of those? Uh, <laughs> I, I might. I don't know. I might have like a Wally Wood one or something. I, I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, <clears throat> uh, while you're doing that, we have a, a, a Twitch a viewer that asked for us to recommend a Frank Miller comic. Uh, well, it depends. Um, uh, you know, if you're. Look at the size of this fucking thing. Oh, that's pretty. Uh, yeah, that's pretty. I think that's the one I might have, the Wallywood stories. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. don't have any more room. And, and as cool as they are, like, I just don't. I don't. I look at them a little bit and then I put them away and they never see the light of day. So, uh, not Saturday yeah. returns. Well, um, I would say maybe, uh, daredevil born again is a, you know, a, a great Frank Miller story, um, in that, and they're making the movie about that soon. So maybe, um, or movie or TV show, Disney with Charlie Cox is daredevil. Uh, what, uh, we have a, a Twitch viewer that uh, asked if we could uh -huh. recommend a Frank Miller, um, comic. And not Dark Knight. Ooh, um, born again. You know what? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, year go, one, of um, course. If if you want Batman, uh, it's yeah, terrific. Um, I'll go totally um, uh, left field here. And um, um, if you're looking for a self-contained story, check out Ronan. Yeah, Ronan's Ronan's decent. Uh, not it's of an era, but it. It's awesome. The Wolverine, if you if you if you want like mainstream superhero stuff, like the Wolverine mm -hmm. miniseries is excellent. Um, of course, his Sin City stuff. If you want something a little more, you know, where he was sort of experimenting, I love the Sin mm -hmm. City stuff. Um, Three hundred, of course. Yeah, Ronan's good. I, I, Ronan like is a little impenetrable to me, but um, it can yeah, be. Um, I love the art. Yeah, the art's awesome. Yeah definitely it's that kind of like you know neo sci-fi kind of very yeah well if you're gonna go really crazy i would say um martha washington yeah i don't love martha washington but uh, i was gonna say hard-boiled with jeff darrow oh that's fun yeah. that's fun but that's that's a jeff darrow book yeah yeah I mean, it yeah, has Frank. That. It that, has that's one of that's one of the fucking few Frank Miller books where you don't buy it for Frank Miller. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So there you go. Born again. I would say yeah. If you want, like, Born Again is probably a good one. Yeah. Oh, there you go. You said thank you. Born Again seems like a good one. There you go. You're welcome. Anytime. Yeah, it's a great. It's um on Born Again. I'm gonna throw out a recommendation on how to read it. Left to right, that, top to bottom. That what well, that book works so amazing as a single issue consumable. Time is important in that book. I feel so. I would read an issue a day. Just take six <laughs> days or whatever to read it. I think you need space in between those issues to really enjoy them because there are months that go by. Okay, um, and just you know it's. I, it's weird. I think that you need to take breaks in, in reading that. Uh, I think the month, if, the monthly, mm -hmm. the monthly schedule on that was, was perfect. And it, and it works. It's one of the few books where you can say, yeah, you need time. You need time between reading these issues. Uh, okie dokie. I don't know if I, I've, 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I think you can. Yeah. I think you could probably handle it if you just read it all at once. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 it's. I'm talking. <laughs> can you handle it? Sure. Do, does it improve my reading experience if I if I kind of let it let it space out? Yeah. No. It, it's it's the it's the bit it's the bench no because I'll forget versus the you know I I watch it every Thursday. Um. Yeah. I binge watch it. I want to watch it on my schedule, not on somebody else's. Yeah. Fuck them. You know, I like to savor. I like to savor things. Um. It's just a preference. I uh, I haven't watched a whole lot of stuff. You're dead to me, Joe. <laughs> uh i think that's our first twitch interaction we've had since we've been doing the live uh live streaming so welcome welcome z3np1s is how how would you say that zen Um, piss zen piss is that how you say say your screen name (laughs) zen please maybe it's zen please Zen, please. Zen, okay, please. I got it. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Run it through the AI. Oh, by the way, I do have the Frank Miller um, um, uh, Born Again Artist Edition, uh, the Mazzucchelli. Of course you do. That's fucking beautiful. Of course you do. It's beautiful. You have it too. So. I don't know. I might. I know you have. I don't. It. I don't know. I don't know. Probably. I never look at them. They're all in, in cardboard boxes in a closet. I never look at them. They're just there. Get them out on a shelf, man. I don't have, I don't have fucking shelves and shelves. I don't want to build shelves. You got them kids out of the house yet? Yeah. What am I going to take one of their bedrooms and turn it into a library? Yeah. yeah. Put some shelves okay. make a library. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, because your wife would let you do that. <laughs> do not look behind. Yeah, me. you're in the fucking basement. Uh... No, no. <laughs> I don't want any more books. I don't. This is what you get whenever you have, you know, a, a small four bedroom house and, uh, and no children. You get, you both get an office. Uh, there you go. Good. Good for you. I'll, uh, I'll take my everlasting lev- legacy, knowing that my children will carry on my name and not die with me selfishly. <laughs> it, it got dark. Damn. Speaking of, have you seen the peripheral? No. Because it kind of touches on those tones. Yeah, have you not watched the preview on Amazon? I think I started it, but I never went back yeah. to it. I, I think I started watching um, it. Um, I think I got to the point where she was like in the AI stuff, and yeah, yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah. It's it's interesting, kind of in all the stuff that we're talking about, just like advancement of technology and 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 that kind of stuff. Um, it it's it's definitely based on a novel. Um, that's a trilogy because I, I will admit I watched the season finale, not knowing it was the season finale until the following morning. Whenever I saw an article that said season finale oh. wrap up on it, I was like, Oh, well, yeah. Okay. It was kind of a, a big moment, but it was kind of a more of a penultimate moment. It's like now really, you know, shit, shit's getting, shit's getting ready to get interesting is where the season finale was. It wasn't the, and now we get to show you that it is interesting. Well, that's kind of odd. Yeah. It's the end of act one is what I felt. And it was, yeah, it was, it was a weird, it was a weird way to end a season, but it definitely had that um, based on a novel or series of novels. Once I thought about it, Wayne said he fell asleep during the second episode of Willow. Yeah. I, 
I watched. I haven't tried yet. Well, so I was going to watch it, and I was like, I asked my wife if she wanted to watch it with me, and she's like, what's Willow? And I'm like, you've never seen Willow, the movie? She's like, no. So I'm like, okay, well, let's watch the movie. So we watched the movie, and uh, the movie holds up, I thought. I I mean, Val Kilmer's great, and it's still a, a terrific uh adventure and you know it's i think it holds up pretty good um some of the special effects you know whatever they are what they are but what year is it 84 something like that i don't know um and then yeah i went to watch the show and i watched the first episode of the show it was okay i didn't hate it. it you know it was fine and then i started watching the second episode and i stopped like halfway and i haven't gone back to it i didn't fall asleep but i might as well have because it was it wasn't and it's like I mean, nothing against the actor who plays Willow, uh, but I mean, Val Kilner was a big part of that movie. He, you know, yeah. even though it's called Willow, um, you know, he 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 was a big part of that movie, and uh, I don't know, I don't know if if uh, it can go, it can really carry without him or not the story, yeah. but yeah, uh, hey, why not try? You know. Why not give it a shot? They did have a. It, I, I was just going to say that it was interesting. They brought a lot of the original cast back. Uh, the the um, the woman uh, I can't think of her name. Don't ask me. But the woman who was the love interest of uh, and and kind of the villain the or the villain's daughter. She's back. Um, the uh, I think the daughter of Willow, who was like. I don't know how old she was, but she was very young in the movie is back as like a, you know, grown up now still playing his daughter. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, it was okay. I mean, if you really love that, is that you have options. There's tons of shit on. There is definitely plenty to watch. There's no, no shortage. I'm going to go watch them Wednesday right after this. Uh, anything you're looking forward to, you know, uh, me, I know, uh, bad batch is coming back on, uh, Disney. I, fin- I uh, finished Andor finally. I did finally finish. Oh, so yeah, good. very good. Did you like the, how did you love the finale? Yeah, it was excellent. I mean, the whole series was terrific. So, um, when, when the fucking band plays and you're like, <laughs> and then you fucking realize that the opening scene has been playing chunks of the 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 funeral march the entire fucking yeah. season it's have you seen you can go on youtube and it, they and redo it, actually, it. They, they, they've they've spliced together every opening and it's the it's the funeral march from the last episode um yeah it's i mean it's okay. it's somebody had said this i think on twitter somewhere it was like it's kind of a shame that you know that this series ultimately leads to something as kind of mundane as rogue one (laughs) because it's like you know if you were to watch this whole series and then and then you know eventually we know it it gets the road and i liked Rogue one a lot like i like it's my favorite star wars property but don't you sense like don't you think though like if like say you never watched it and you watched this series and then you watched rogue one you might be kind of disappointed (laughs) <laughs> with with Rogue One to some degree. Oh, because Cassian died? No, just because it's so you know good. I mean, it's just so good uh oh. of a series that Yeah, this is better than Rogue One. Yeah. But Rogue One I really, I did like really yeah. liked. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm still mad that they that they pulled the plug on any more um, Han uh, movies. The the um, I thought that was great. The Han Solo movie. I was watching that the other night. It's a really good movie. I loved Solo. I thought I people I panned it. I, I'm like I don't know why. why. I thought it was excellent. So good. Yeah, I thought it was terrific. I I loved that movie. That was one of my favorite things. That yeah, that and Rogue One have been like the best movie um movies that they've put out yeah for sure um but i did i did watch that and then i did start watching the bad batch uh which i liked really Uh, yeah i did like it um it's a little goofy for me but you know uh I, i did like it I don't know. I'm trying to get in more of the Star Wars animation. Or animation. A, lot, a lot of heart. A lot of heart in that Bad Batch <laughs> series. Big heart in there. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's There's just something about it that I find wonky, and I don't know exactly what it is. I think it's a combination yeah, I mean, of the art and, yeah. and... It's the Star Wars animated universe, and I think you're a harder sell on, on animation than I am, because uh, the the... Clone Wars from like season three forward and Rebels and Bad Batch, if those just existed in a bubble for 12-year-old Chris, that I that's I mean, that is really good story. Yeah. And it really builds you see, and the comics have done a great job of expanding that universe. I think the comics have done a good job, and I think that the animated series have done an amazing job of expanding the Star Wars universe really more than the movies have. I just, I think it's the tone, a lot of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've, I, you know, the, the animated stuff seems to be in tone a bit more geared towards kids. Um, and that's where I'm just like, but, eh. but they get, I mean, people die there. It's war um yeah but it's not like (laughs) i want i want my star wars to be like a set like like a 70s like andor yeah yeah that's what i want my star wars i mean that's the itch that that scratches for you right is that andor it's like yeah when people die it's not pretty and 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 life is fragile and you know what people in power can be seven it's it's more 70s dystopia It's very dystopian. It's very dystopian. And, you know, we've talked about it before. It's that that moment that you're watching this and you realize that you're rooting for the terrorists. So I'm uh, I'm reading a book called uh, and I'll never I never get it correct because it's sort of uh, a tough title for me to remember. But it's something along the lines of like Raging Bulls and Easy Riders. And it's all about the 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 sort of new wave of New new Hollywood. And I'm at the part where um, Lucas has made physical graffiti. Uh, Oh, wow. And uh, it's an interesting, it's, it's interesting, like reading about um, American graffiti. Oh, what'd I say? Uh, physical oh, that's the, your what's up, up your what's up when peanut butter got in my, uh, George <laughs> yeah. Lucas, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. American graffiti. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's just sort of interesting reading stuff about George Lucas as a young, like you know, insecure filmmaker and and a rookie man. Yeah, and Scorsese and and all those guys. It's a great book, but uh, but it's a it's an interesting like 
um, and then, you know, Spielberg and those guys it coming like Spielberg and Lucas coming on the heels of Scorsese and, uh, Altman and, and, you know, and, you know, it, it was like you had new Hollywood and then all of a sudden it went into blockbuster Hollywood and it changed everything. Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars, Jaws, 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 Jaws Star Wars. Jaws was made, yeah. Jaws made May, early May. A- fucking deal so that and that was something interesting i read uh somewhere and it was it was just sort of a commentary on the fact that spielberg's movie the fablemans um was getting you know its ass handed to it by wakanda forever and it's like oh it's like well you reap what you sow you created the blockbuster they perfected it. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. Marvel, Marvel is, you know, kicking the shit out of guys like, like Spielberg and Lucas. And you know what I mean? Like, well, they, they, those guys had been, had been, you know, fucking destroying like, you know, art film, you know, revenue. Well, I'm not destroying it, but right. you know, overwhelming, like, you know, the indie independent and art film. And it's like, well, okay, here you are now, you know? Yeah. Here you go. You reap what you sow. <laughs> you like, you, oh, you, know. you know, I, Oh, what a cute little arty film that you just made Mr. Spielberg. Right. Right. And it's just, yeah, <laughs> it can't, it can't do anything against black Adam and, and uh, Wakanda yeah. forever and Wakanda forever. Yeah. yeah, that's that's yeah, that's funny. It's you know, it's one of the things I love about uh, Film Force Five is you know, it kind of makes me go and and explore some movies and in, in genres that I that I haven't fully experienced. And uh, you know, I didn't realize that uh, Altman was part of that that new Hollywood uh, movement until I watched The Long Goodbye, which was you know on you know tons of you know top 10, you know, private, you know, private investigator movies. And, um, and it's like, Oh my God, Robert Altman, you know, I, you know, think of him as like the big, you know, what huge cast ensemble film, yeah, ensemble films and of a style that I wasn't aware that he was, you know, that he evolved into out of that new Hollywood, um, you know, movement and the long goodbye is is very much a part of that i think yeah i mean he was certainly uh you know i don't think he was the top tier of those guys like he wasn't on the top no he was but he was he was certainly part of it yeah no question no question um but i mean the ensemble stuff he was doing even as far back i mean look at mash you know what i mean mash is is one of the great ensemble cast films you know Mm -hmm. and and so i think that was just part of you know his dna for whatever reason um and that you know that was 1970 or 71 i think mash came out so um yeah but uh, you know i i mean it's interesting like like i said I've, i've been reading this book for a while now because I just read a little bit, you know, every night and between that and I take breaks when, as you should read born again. Well, (laughs) no, I I take breaks because like Quentin Tarantino comes out with a book and then I read all of his book and then I go back to the two or three books that I've been reading um, in between one of which is since you mentioned film force five, we just uh, tomorrow uh, will be a new episode coming out. Uh, with a guest, uh, Robert K. Elder, who is an old around comics guest, but he was a film critic and an author. And uh, a book that he wrote that I'm reading right now is called The Film 
that changed my life, which is uh, he talks to diff- 10 different directors about the movie uh, or movies um, that that changed their life. So, uh, yeah, I think tomorrow uh, will be uh, heist films. We do heist movies. And then, uh, and then John Woo and the John Woo one will be next week. And that was really interesting because uh, he actually has an entire book uh, on John Woo and, and has, you know, interviewed John Woo extensively has had dinner with John Woo. So he had like all sorts of stories and stuff to talk about John Woo, which was pretty cool. So cool. Yeah. If you're, awesome. yeah, that was, that was a fun one. So, but uh, yeah, check out film force five for some, some top five movie talk. All right, um, I'm gonna go watch some Wednesday, man. Okie dokie. I'll probably watch either um, uh, the Gary Sanders or Gary Sanders, Larry Gary Sandling Larry Sanders show. Larry, the, the Gary Sandling. No, not the Gary Sandling show. The Larry Sanders show. Um, or uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. That's usually one of my. One of those two are my nighttime r- ritual. Yeah, you can get through one in like twenty-two yeah. minutes, and you're you're good. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. not going to fall asleep. Yeah, uh, you know, just uh, exactly. Just I was going to talk about another comic tonight, but I'm actually, uh, I think, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna tuck this one away. This might be my next trade talk. Uh, the the which com- don't say what. Oh, the one you you were mentioning. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I talked about that book. Talk. Like the I what? talked about that book like eight months ago when it came out. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's good. It is good. It's fun. It's a fun book. Well, that's yeah. enough teasing. Yeah. It might be our next. Book. Wayne. Uh, speaking of great- oh, I was going to say Wayne did have a question for us. He said, "What did we think about James Gunn scrapping future Warner movies?" Yeah, I think sometimes you need to burn it down if you're going to rebuild it. And I know, like the Wonder Woman one has been the one that people are talking about. Like they're not going to move forward with Wonder Woman three, but there was a caveat there of like as it stands like yeah they may just say you know what this is the vision we have for the universe right make a movie within these parameters yeah i can see them you know keeping keeping her on to to you know write and direct and you know they're not getting rid of gail godot because she's the best part of any dc movie um but wonder woman 1984 was a train wreck shit it was not good and they if they're it's they're entrusting james gunn to write the ship and if they have if they have bad product that they haven't made yet yeah fucking stop stop reassess rebuild it and james gunn has proven that he can create you know a you know a a multi a multi-movie vision so he's a good creator let him let him do it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why he was brought in. It's like, okay, we we don't want to have sort of what we've had for the last decade, which is kind of piecemealing stuff in and and like no one's running the ship. Like no one that understands like why Marvel was successful with the shared universe sort of a thing. We need someone. He made he made a walking tree a multi million dollar IP. Well, yeah, I mean, he has. I mean. But, you know, I think, I think it's more than that. It's, I think it's, it's someone with enough vision and, and ability to kind of like go, okay, this is the plan. This is the plan that we're going to have for the next decade or, you know, these, so everything is going to fit together. Everything is going to work 
you know, in, in synchronicity with everything else. And we're going to start fresh. Wonder Woman, Patty Jenkins, Wonder Woman three probably just doesn't fit into, to that. Yeah. So it's like, and you know what? It's don't call it Wonder Woman three. It's, you know, it's going to be Wonder Woman. So, you know, kind of reboot it because the first Wonder Woman, whenever that you, you took the Zack Snyder out of it, the movie that she made was really good. And then it became a Zack Snyder movie in the last 20 minutes. Um, so, I mean, she's shown that she can make a really good Wonder Woman movie if she's allowed to tell, you know, her kind of story. Um, Gunn will do, he's not, you know, it's like Suicide Squad is not my favorite movie. It's fun. It's got some flaws to it, but you know, well, but it, understand this. It wasn't as if James Gunn was in charge of Warner brothers when he made it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I think whenever you got to see him kind of start to run more unhindered was peacemaker. I hope, I hope he was really kind of able to tell. And I don't want all, I don't want everything to be peacemaker either. You know what I mean? No, like, exactly. I, I, that's my yeah. only fear is like, I don't want every DC movie to have like a James Gunn vibe to it. Like I want directors to bring their own. Cause that's the problem with Marvel. There's room for Christopher Nolan to make Batman movies. But right? is that, I mean, look at Marvel. Marvel isn't really that, you know, they're not successful because of their directors that much. No, no. It's, I mean, are the Russo brothers great directors or were they, you know, the, capable of of doing what marvel wanted them to do well i think they're good directors but but are they it's i mean it's like i don't know it's a weird thing like you you bring in someone like ryan johnson to do a star wars movie ryan johnson is obviously mm -hmm. a very talented director um but is that what you want with a star wars movie you know what i mean is yeah, that right. what you want with a marvel yeah. movie um these are ips these are ips well like there's tarantino you know he just got in, in sort of like you know internet trouble oh, the whole the whole but it's not chris evans it's captain America. but he's 100 percent right it's like yeah sure, you're, you know, not that chris evans yeah. chris evans plays a really good yeah, captain america yeah uh but it's not you know it's not like I, I know what he's saying. It's like, you're not, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's the same sort of thing. Like if you're going to direct a Marvel movie, it's going to make you a shit ton of money. You're going to get a shit ton of, of like awareness of it. You're not going to have total creative right. license. Right. And you know, so is that what's, what James Gunn is going to do with DC where it's like, you know, or, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I'm I'm looking for it. I uh, you know. I, I hope they. I hope they're allowed to push the bounds in the way that Deadpool was. You know, because before Deadpool, I don't think they had had a rated R movie. Right? Was Deadpool uh, the first rated R superhero movie? Yeah, I think so. And so I'm not saying get like push the envelope in like a '90s extreme comics sort of way. It's funny I use Deadpool in the, in the example, but I hope that they're allowed to a little bit of creative freedom, but you also want to see a cohesive universe. It's weird. It's how you want your comics, right? It's like, I want people that are pushing and doing new things, but I still want it to be, 
you know, kind of within this bubble. Yeah. I, I, I mean, as a comic book fan, I don't really want auteurs making comic book movies. I want auteurs making movies, but I don't need them to make comic book movies or star Wars movies. You know what I mean? Like go make a really awesome movie. I'd rather, I don't mean you can't make a great sci-fi or superhero movie or whatever, but you know, once again, no, not with IPs. You know, it's like people talk about Ang Lee's Hulk. That is a boring movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and Ang Lee is an amazing filmmaker. I, you know, it's like, I, I don't want, oh, maybe I'd, I mean, I guess it, it would depend too. Like you could imagine, I mean, essentially like the Joker movie is kind of Scorsese making a superhero movie or a super villain movie. Sure. You know, it's him making yeah, it. I mean, that is a, if Scorsese, if AI, yeah. if you told AI, yeah, makes, you know, the, make Scorsese's Joker movie. <laughs> that's yeah, what the, you would have. Is, about, right? You know what I mean? So I guess you could do it, but does that movie fit in with a shared universe sort of thing? Is that what DC wants to do? I, I'm assuming they do. Um, you know, it's, yeah, it's the, the danger that you run into is the same thing that, that comics do is the, whenever you have a shared universe, that is the bait on the hook for we will eventually make a movie where it has everyone, right? Well, I mean, that's, that's no question they're going to do that. The, you know, that's why yeah. you have a shared universe is so people can cross over. And and then the, the big payoff that eventually happens is it is it, you know, five years, 10 years, 15 years, whatever. But the big payoff is when they all are in the same movie. How does, you know, Heath Ledger. Well, I don't know if that's Joker. I don't know if that's necessarily the big payoff as much as it is the uh, like with Marvel. It's the culminate. It's like the culminate. Well, it's right? it's also the ability to keep the story. Like Marvel did it, it. It was so smart in what they did is that like it didn't matter if Captain Marvel was a piece of shit movie. It made a shit ton of money because everybody wanted to see the next chapter. It, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so yeah. that was what the shared universe did more than anything was this is a one big, long story. Every yeah. movie is a chapter in this one big, long story. And so mm -hmm. if you have a dud, well, it's still going to make $800 million. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it doesn't. And so because people got to know what happened. People have to know what happened. They, Even they, in they, Thor, Thor 2. That's what I mean. So that was the brilliance of the shared universe more than anything. And that's, I mean, that was why Stan created this shared universe. It, it, it wasn't a payoff or anything like that. It was keep them buying all the books, keep yeah. them coming back, share yeah. that. And so I think that's more than anything, like the brilliance of the shared universe is just like everything. I mean, they build a whole fucking television network, Disney Plus. You know what I mean? Like how many shows now and, and different things are on that that are just the same. It's keep that story moving. Keep Star Wars. You know, keep turning the page, man. Marvel. That's how you, you yeah. know, that's the name of the game in publishing. And whether it's movies or comic books or books or TV shows, keep turning that page. Keep them turning the page. Keep them turning the page. Yeah. Content. Yeah. Make content. Make content. Make content. Make yep. Yeah. All right. I got to go work on my AI written comic book script. <laughs> I need, I got to put some of these fucking bums out of business. Sorry. Sorry, right. comic book. Great. Right. I'm using that. I'm asking you. Yeah, I'll, I'll get more info on that because I got some copy I got to get rid of by next week. So. All righty. Um, All right, but 
Uh, have a good one, uh, folks. We love hearing from you. Uh, please uh, feel free to email us at uh, info at aroundcomics.com. Uh, hit us up on any of the social medias. We're easy to find. If you're listening to this, you are certainly capable of finding us on any Somewhere. sort of those platforms. Uh, see new avatar. It's, it's cyberpunk. <laughs> that is me in, in like a dystopian cyber punk kind of Albert punk 2077 right. uh, uh check out our patreon uh go to patreon.com forward slash around comics uh it's a oh. way for you to uh, throw us a couple duck all right um folks have a wonderful rest of your week and weekend uh remember check out uh, film force five uh we will be back uh hopefully full strength um tom got infected by his children again so uh, he was he was he's you know Speaking of Patreon, he said, I don't think that people want uh, to see me throw up um, on on the on the live stream. And I was like, we could do a Patreon exclusive. That's a that's a OnlyFans channel. Just Tom throwing up on it. Just yeah. Tom throwing up. <laughs> we have weird kinks, man. All right, everyone, have a wonderful rest of your week and weekend. We'll be back again next Thursday, same bat time, same bat channel. In the meantime, in between time, we will be everywhere in hell. Around, around comics. comics. Oh shit! I forgot to hit that. What? I forgot to hit that. Oh, you didn't hit record. <laughs> Fuck! No, I hit record. I, I didn't have the uh, the outro set up. So here we go. Goodbye. <laughs>